What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Busy Sticks, the Geekiverse's all-gaming talk show. I'm Josiah Leroy. We've got some good stuff to get to today. As always, we're going to talk about what's in our system, what's about to be in our system, the question of the week, and of course, some big news this week. We've got the Nintendo Direct that is hitting us tomorrow, as well as, for me, something very exciting. The Wolf Among Us 2. We're finally getting a reveal from Telltale Games. Wow, that game, the, the original came out almost 10 years ago. Anyway, with me, as always, my right-hand man, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick. John, you ready to talk some video games? Dude, when was the last time we had like a proper Nintendo Direct? I feel like it's been like a year and a half. I don't think I can remember sitting down and watching a 40-minute Nintendo Direct in, in a very long time, so I'm super excited for that. Super excited for that. I don't recall. It's been a while. I, yeah. I, I know obviously COVID messed up a lot with the gaming industry as as well as just many other industries in general, but uh, certainly messed up Nintendo's roadmap and they weren't they weren't showing us stuff as, as frequently as they used to. It just feels like it's been forever. So I'm, I'm excited. A 40 minute direct too. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, they've got a lot of time to pack a lot of goodness right into that 40 minute segment. So can't wait to talk about that. Um, again, this is Busy Sticks. Thanks for tuning in live at twitch.tv slash thegeekiverse, watching on youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, or listening on podcast services wherever you download your podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we are there. So before we talk about uh, what's in our system, we're, what we're playing in our PS5, our Xbox Series X, our Nintendo Switch OLED, we're going to... I'm thirsty, John. It's been a day, I think, for both of us. It's been a, a busy few weeks. You and I both have some pretty crazy stuff going on right now. You're not wrong. So, I'm thirsty. What's about to be in your system? You go first. Joe, I can't tell you what's about to be in my system. We can't do that segment yet. We have to do another segment <sighs> before I can get there. We have to do... Okay. We've got to do show and tell, baby. So <laughs> I, this this is my show and tell for the week, and I can't, I can't talk about my beer until I reach into it, because this is the Xbox... Series X mini fridge. Oh, I should turn on my my regular Xbox Series X for for effect there. Um, so it's been referenced on this show, but I've never actually shown it. So that's what I'm doing here. This bad boy. Look at that. Let's get a, get a little so better jealous. zoom here. Look at this. I love and that yes. you set up that that little second camera just to do that. Thank you. I did. It didn't take me that long, but look at the inside here. You can take some shelves out so you can fit tall boys. You can lay them down if you want to. I mean, it's awesome. There's two There's two different settings on it too, like a, a high power mode and an eco mode. And the eco mode, or I'm sorry, the high, the high power mode is like super, super loud actually. So I'm like, I hope the eco mode works. I filled this thing up with cans and they were ice cold. So it's good to go. So, Dude, I want one so bad. There we go. It's just so epic. Oh my gosh, look at this. The perfect... We love beer. We love video games. So, John, what? Uh, oh no, oh no. I, know, I knew to... I was gonna have to fix it. I knew I was gonna have to fix it. It's part of the bit, part of the bit, and we're back. Boom. It's worth it, as yeah. we've established. Whether it's comedy, whether it's technology, it's worth it. You got to go the commit extra mile. to the bit, baby. Commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Um, what beer do I have? Great question. Yeah, Courtney, yeah. Courtney slashed him down in the chat. Okay, um, what, what are you drinking? So this is a brewery that you might be familiar with. I think you've had a couple of sours from them. This is from Rising Storm. This is an IPA by them. It's Reunited. So Rising Storm, one of my favorite little breweries. Uh, my wife and I and her family, we go camping all the time, like multiple times a summer, usually up uh, at Canisius Lake. And this brewery is like 10 minutes from Canisius Lake. So we're there all the time, hanging out for a beer there, taking beers back to the campsite. It's just a cool little place. Very happy to see that Rising Storm has been coming to Buffalo more frequently and happy to see them make more IPAs because they, they're good at what they do. You and I have definitely had a 
shared a few of those, or at least I have uh, in your presence over in Clarence there. Yep. Uh, so I thank you to my friend Lucas Bramer for this one. Got me a, a four pack here. I think I was probably supposed to wait until the the, the baby arrives, but I just get <laughs> beers in my fridge, man. Come on, you know. So um, this is one that, believe it or not, uh, despite being a staple in Western New York, I had not had, meaning the the brewery itself. So I've got resurgence here. We got the surge. Oh, uh, yeah. It is a New England style IPA, which of course has been my jam for a long time now. I'm in that phase. Six point five percent. The word I would describe this as, if I could just give one word to it, it's crushable, man. Oh yeah. This is the perfect mix. So, and sure enough, it's right on the can. That was your that was your first experience with resurgence. Having that for the first time. No, no, the surge specifically. Oh, okay. We're sur- I thought you meant resurgence. Got it. Understood. Okay. Yep. Had plenty of resurgence, just not this one, which is, is one of their most popular. Yeah. Uh, the beer formerly known as Sitmo 2.0, this crushable New England-style IPA is full of hoppy juiciness. Bright tropical fruit notes dominate this hazy brew. Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, awesome. my gosh. Yeah, definitely a big fan of that. So pouring me some there. Now, John, another thing you and I kind of made... Oh, crap. Hang on. Nice save. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was a close call. That's <laughs> a terrible pour. <laughs> Terrible pour. Uh, too much head there. That's what she said. Stop it. So That's terrible. Um, yeah, wow. I don't know what happened there. Anyway, we've got uh, we've got something that we can kind of share that's fun with this. We, we've made an official list of, of all the beers that we've had on the show so far. You have. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to doing it yet. <laughs> Sorry, but I will. I'm going to do it. You reminded me now. After this, uh, I will do that. But yeah, that, you, that was a great idea. Talk about that. All right. So uh, on Untapped, if you... I don't actually, frankly, I don't know if you can look it up. I can share it with you or I can post it on social media. Uh, so maybe I'll post it on uh, the, the YouTube description for this. But you go to Untapped and search, if you can, busy sticks. In parentheses, you'll see Josiah because there's going to be a busy sticks parentheses John. And it's a list of every beer that I've had on busy sticks so far. Funny enough, John, we've had 10 episodes, I've only had nine. Man, that really threw a wrench in things, having that energy drink the one week. <laughs> but of course to be it fair, did. I was very, very sick. So, uh, look at that. Look at that. Love it, Chris. Make a Geekiverse untapped. I, I considered it. So, if you go out untapped, if you're able to search Busy Sticks, if not, I will post the link to it. But you can, uh, you can see the beers that we've had there. I've got my rankings, my scores for each of those, as, where, as well as where I purchased them. So, eventually, John is going to have the same thing there. Uh, but, John... Cheers to you, my friend, for a number of reasons. First of all, busy sticks. We're talking video games. Cheers there, my friend. But second of all, I've got some big stuff going on this week. You can't get over your, your comically large. <laughs> Just, Just put it down, man. <laughs> Just pick it up. Yeah, uh, so oh, boy. you're moving. Yep. I got a family edition on the way. This may be the, the last time we record this in this setting right now. That's possible. It is possible. Kind of crazy. End of an era. 11 long-running episodes. Yeah, we'll see. The, the move's going to take a bit. We've got, the, we've got, the, we've got this place for, for a little bit still, too. So we're going to have some overlap. We've got, it's going to be a slow move for us, so we'll, we'll see. Oh, Don't let Joe pour a beer. We got the clip. I can't wait to post that Thanks, all over Tim. the place. Also, my, my, <laughs> it's not the first. It won't be the last. You can't read it on there because the head is just so ridiculous. Oh, a little bit. But it says uh, Prost, which is cheers in German. Oh, cool. So, nice. Thank you. Thanks, Dad, for that. All right. We got show and tell out of the way. We got what's in our system. 
a foamy beer, a Star Wars story by Josiah Leroy. <laughs> what what's in your video game system, John? What what have you been playing these days? I, I know we're winding down, getting ready. We're ten days away from Horizon Forbidden West. You know, Tim's been playing the original. What do you got going on? One thing and one thing only. Pokemon Legends Arceus, man. I just can't stop. Um, I haven't even if you if so if you've played the game and you see my you see my screen you might realize I'm like in the end game now like I'm on like one of the final final missions the the world's in a specific spot right now um, I I, I haven't been able to focus on the main quest I've just been having too much fun sh- hunting for shinies I'm up to like nine shiny Pokemon now and yes did they make it a lot easier to find them in this game sure does that make it any less fun no shut up nerd it's awesome so I've just been grinding away catching my favorite shinies it's been it's been great uh, I think like t- today I committed to like getting the story done so. After this, while I'm editing this podcast and uploading it, I'll probably finish the last couple of missions there. But, dude, it it is, it is so good. It, I think it's like, it, it's not even not even a competition for me to say that it's the best Pokemon game of all time. Like you can you can throw nostalgia into into the mix, and you can you know go back to Pokemon Red, Blue, Gold, Silver. Like those games will those will, those games will be forever in my heart. I love those games. Um, but I mean, this game th- this is the this is the the innovation in Pokemon gameplay we've always wanted. Um, I think it's excellent. There's there's plenty of flaws. the The story is the story honestly is fine. It's just so much text because there's no voice acting in this game, and it's just walls and walls and walls of text. Um, so like I find myself seriously just zoning out, pressing A. I'm like, dude, I, I I'm done. I don't care. Like I don't care if I'm missing some stuff. This is just too much. Um, so that that's been a little bit of a drawback. But once you're out of that, the gameplay is just just super super cool. I've been digging it. Um, Hockey Man asking in the chat, is the OLED the way to go? Um, I think the OLED is 100% the way to go. So if you don't know, we're talking about the OLED switch for audio listeners. I just showed mine off here. Um, if you if you don't have a switch and you're buying one for the first time, OLED is 1,000% the way to go. It, it has the it has the best display. It, to me, Like as someone who really appreciates display technology, love OLED. Oh my God, yeah, it's the way to go. Is it worth upgrading from a regular switch? I would say really only if you're like super, super into OLED displays and want those like deep, deep blacks and awesome colors, or you can get a good price on reselling your Switch. So that's really kind of it. Um, but yeah, the OLED Switch is great. Pokemon Arceus, can't say enough about it. Great game. Dude, the, the, I can speak to the OLED upgrade as well. It's, it's, it's subtle, but man, when you see it, it's like going back is where the problem is. So um, John, in this very room, brought over the OLED when we were getting ready for our... Um, or make a wish stream early in December. And I just plugged in animal crossing and I just looked really at the title screen and played like a minute of, of the game walking around. And I was really surprised at how much I liked it and how much I felt like I needed it at that point. The colors and are I just was like, John, get on it. John, John's my beer guy. And then he's also my, Hey, I need this in video games guy. <laughs> and uh, so he found it. And literally within 10 seconds of me, t- him texting me, I had picked up an OLED just a few weeks later. So can't recommend it enough. It's definitely the way to go. If you don't have a switch, there's no doubt that's, that's the play for me. Um, if you're thinking about upgrading, I do think it, it is worth it. Um, yeah, just it's, it's pretty. So for me, this is the fastest I've ever beat an uncharted game. I couldn't stop uh, uncharted legacy of thieves. I played the uh, uncharted Four portion of that beat it in about a week's time and that game was beautiful when it came out in 2016 for the PS4. On a standard PS4, by the way, not the PS4 Pro, just basic PS4. Powerful, beautiful, Naughty Dog at its finest. You know, and then Last of Us Part Two comes out three years later and blows that out of the water. But that being said, I spent... So the game tracks your 
a lot of stats. One of which is it keeps a counter on how long you are not moving. The problem back in 2016 was you didn't know a cutscene was over half the time. It would shift back to your character and you're like, oh, oh, I'm in control of Nathan Drake right now. Even knowing that in this day and age, in the year 2022, on a powerful PS5, I stood around for over an hour and a half oh my of God. my 12-hour playthrough. Right. Crazy. Just crazy. But it's it's gorgeous. I took a lot of screenshots. Every time a trophy was there, I made sure to get a little bit of, of footage. It's just so gorgeous. I love the Uncharted games. The best way to describe it, if you've not played it, is it is like playing a movie. And I think this is also a good jump on point. Yes, I would I would say go enjoy the original three Uncharted games, but you don't have to play those to enjoy this. There's a lot of fanfare that calls back. But at the same time, this is really a nice establishing story for a lot of our main characters. So can't go wrong there. I just started uh, The Lost Legacy. I might like that game even more than Uncharted 4. That's I'm a huge crazy. Chloe Frazier fan, man. I know. Chloe Frazier is awesome. Chloe's awesome. It's so great having her uh, in the, the driver's seat, so to speak. And the nice thing to think about Uncharted is you can... You don't have to have Nathan Drake necessarily as the title character. And I think that's where the direction is going to go eventually. Like, I maybe we'll get one more. Uh, you know, Uncharted 5, we get Nathan Drake in there. But... Man, you could theoretically have a game about Elena. You could have Sam Drake in there. You could have another, really a full entry about uh, Chloe. Uh, The other thing I want to mention is if you're interested, maybe the Lost Legacy is, is a good jump on point because it's a shorter game. So it's like what Miles Morales is to PS4 Spider-Man from 2018. A little bit small, Definitely not a, a, a quick game, but enough where you can really sink your teeth into it, enjoy the story without feeling like you cut corners. And of course, it's from the, the same production team. Yeah. So it's beautiful. The gameplay's good. Can't go wrong. Narrative is awesome. Too. And, and I would say um, Lost Legacy is a great jumping on point because it's so far removed from that main story, right? So you're talking about your your main characters over there on Uncharted with Nathan and, and Sully and Elena and everything like that. This very much is a different story. Of course, there's references and you know Nathan's Nathan's voice or uh, name gets brought up and stuff like that. But you can certainly just play this game and not have touched any of the Uncharted stuff and almost miss nothing, right? Like it is a it's a very standalone experience. So um, great jumping on point for sure. Question for you: Do you so when it comes to this this remaster, this PS5 uh, re-release or whatever they're whatever they're actually branding it as? Do you feel like the visuals are actually improved, not just not just like frame rate and lighting and stuff like that? Are there like texture differences and stuff like that too, or are you not sure? Is it you know tough to tell? I think it's relatively tough to tell. Having a little bit of a a moment where I'm looking for it this time around i th- i think it's definitely there okay but the, the thing is the bar was so high to begin with i know this is not your average ps4 to ps5 upgrade this that game looked phenomenal in 2016 so for them to get where they got this time it's it's just it was polished on the top to me the other thing i'll say too is john there's three different modes there's basically your balance mode you can go high frame rate or you can go uh you can lock to resolution and have a lower frame rate there's not a huge difference between the three which again, I think speaks more to the quality overall of it. Like it's just, it's so well done. Okay. You got to pop it in. Uh, if you got a PS five, if you have either game lost legacy or uncharted four for PS four, you can upgrade for only $10 right through the, the PlayStation store. That is a hell of a deal. That's Plus killer. you do get a pre-order. Uh, you get a pre-order ticket between, I think if you buy the game between now and a select date, you get a ticket for uncharted, the movie which comes out shortly. So worth it. If you, you want to go see that, which I do. Um, yeah. Tom Holland, my gosh, can't, can't wait to go see that. 
So every week we've got a question of the week. Here's the thing. We got no responses last week because we forgot to post it. (laughs) We suck. We know. So we're going to recycle the question. Sorry. We like this question enough where we want to get some answers back. We think it's a good discussion. We talked about it on our last episode of Busy Sticks when we had a full cast. It's do all of the, the 2022 major video game acquisitions concern you? We're talking Activision to Microsoft. We're talking Bungie to Sony. Probably a few more on the way. Does it concern you at all? We'd love to hear. Get in the conversation. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Of course, YouTube.com slash The Geekiverse. Or uh, get in the conversation wherever you can, including Twitch.tv slash The Geekiverse. I see John doing that right now. He's a smart man. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> so before we get to our Nintendo Direct predictions, predictions to die by. Just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, for me, I'm a big fan of Telltale Games. When Telltale Games went under a few years back, I was really disappointed. I like the point-and-click story adventure game. I like those episodic releases. Telltale was revived in some way, shape, or form. And tomorrow, so February 9th, we are getting our first look at the long, long awaited The Wolf Among Us 2. So from Telltale Games Twitter, greetings from Fabletown. You're invited to join us for a behind-the-scenes look at The Wolf Among Us 2 and more, hosted by Jeff Keeley. Never heard of him. Wednesday, February 9th, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Hashtag The Wolf is back. A lot of behind the scenes here. I imagine we get some looks, some screenshots, even maybe a little bit of a trailer at the end. Uh, Telltale Games, I've created some of my favorite story adventures in gaming, whether that's The Walking Dead. You can't go wrong with those, those first two seasons. Game of Thrones, a series I am noted to not enjoy a lot. I like Telltale's version of that, their take on it. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands. You gave Borderlands a compelling story. Are you kidding me? There's a lot going on that I think is going to be good for the future of Telltale. I can see, and fingers crossed, always wanted them, a Marvel or a Star Wars-based game set with that studio. John, does, uh, does Wolf Among Us 2 move the needle at all for you? Do you have any experience that you, you wanted to talk about with Telltale Games? I know it's not for everybody. Yeah, so I, I, I do like what I've played of Telltale Games. I think for me, the, the, the Batman, the Telltale series, was, was the most fun that I had with, the, with what I've tried of it. I tried Game of Thrones. I did, it didn't grab me right away. That's the thing about these narrative games, especially these episodic chapter-based, like, you know what you're in for kind of games, is I have to be grabbed pretty early. So like yes, you can talk about something like um the la- um not the Last of Us, Life is Strange, True Colors, and you can say that yeah, the game really grips you in chapter three or four, and that's when it gets really good. But it was good enough through chapters one and two for us, you know, for us to want to keep playing, right? Um, a lot of the Telltale games are just a slow burn for me. Even The Walking Dead, like it didn't it didn't really didn't really get me in. Uh, never tried uh, The Wolf Among Us, so I can't speak to that too much. We'll see. We'll we'll see if it looks cool, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll go back and you know and uh, play the first one and get interested in the second one. Just We'll see tomorrow. Um, we're going to be talking about Nintendo Direct predictions. That might be the biggest softball. We're going to see the, we're going to see some uh, Wolf Among Us at that, right? The timing is too perfect. The Wolf Among Us conference, as you said, at what, 1 o'clock? And then Nintendo Direct is at 2, so that's, you know, I'm sure we'll see a trailer there. Probably the same thing. For but, sure. Yeah. It, it's got to be. I, um, so, and that's fair, John. Like I, like I said, it's not for everybody, for sure. The games definitely are not difficult enough for Tim Tails over there. Yeah, right. So uh, There's no dodge roll. He's not involved. No, and if there is, it's a poor execution. So Walking Dead was so special 
I'm talking back on Xbox 360. Lauren and I are just married. It is a game that was an event for us. Lauren is not a, a huge gamer, but there, when there's a story-based game that really... So think about Heavy Rain 10 years ago. That's a game where she wanted to sit on the couch and I would play and we so we'd quote-unquote play together. Walking Dead was that. Every new episode, it was, you can't play without me. And we had so much fun and it was so emotional. The connection between Clementine and Lee. Side note, Again, we talked about it last week. Lauren did a nice cosplay tutorial called Geek on Fleek, where she she basically draws up Clementine. Cell shading. Who who would have thought that you could just do that, right? Lauren's like, I, I think I can do that and does the makeup for it. Blows my mind. Again, I can't draw a straight line. Anyway, Wolf Among Us season one was also one of those events for us. It was a sit on the couch. Let's go through this and see what's going on. If you aren't familiar with Wolf Among Us, in a nutshell, what it is, it's from the comic series called Fables. Fables takes um fairy tale characters think the big bad wolf or snow white for example and puts them in like this real world scenario where they've had the short end of the stick they're they're beat down uh some of them have have bad things going on in their life whether that's uh, addiction to alcohol or drugs or they had bad relationships and you are uh big b wolf they call him the big bad wolf and you are basically the sheriff of, of this town and you have to go around and solve these problems and it's such a really interesting, uh, I would say, unique narrative because it pulls in characters from all these beloved IPs in fairy tale form and makes it its own compelling new narrative. So for me, that's that's one of my most anticipated games of the year. I know I didn't mention it a few weeks back on our episode because I didn't think it was coming out, but sure enough, here we are. That, Can't wait to get more on interesting. it. Interesting. I didn't know that context. I didn't know that this was like reimagining of uh, of fairy tales and it was based on a comic. I thought it was the original story, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. For sure. Definitely worth checking out. And when it came out, um, 2013, 2014, I was like, Fable? I was thinking Fable like Xbox 360 days, you know? Um, a famous RPG, but it's not. It's based on comics called Fables, which is plural. John, we're getting a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. As you mentioned earlier, it's been a while since we've gotten a full Direct. We've had a few mini Directs here over the last year or two, but this is our first one in a while. Kind of excited. 40 minutes. That's a lot of time to get in some announcements, some updates, some trailers, maybe some release dates. If I'm not mistaken, this is geared towards games releasing in the first half of this year. It said, I think that uh, the verbiage they used was uh, mostly or mainly, mainly games releasing in the first half of 2022. So they, they've, they've used that verbiage before and they usually do give us a couple of, a couple of fun ones that are coming out later. Or, you know, Maybe don't even have release dates or release windows yet. So the fact that they said mainly gives me hope that we'll see some stuff that's unannounced or you know, announced for, for further out. All right. That being said, let's roll through some predictions. You want to just go every other? Yeah. See what we got? For sure. We can go every other. Um, then, then we'll talk about some of, the, some of the more obvious ones, right? So I think the predictions are meant to be a little bit more fun. Talk about maybe more of our wants than, uh, you know, than, than our actual expectations. Because some are obvious. Like, we know, if this is on your list, I'm sorry. But we know the new Kirby game is going to get a good spotlight, right? Like Kirby, what's it called? The Forgotten Land. That game comes out in just a few just a few weeks, right? That's coming out shortly. Um, so we know we're going to get... Yeah, we're going to get like a, at least like a 10-minute, you know, gameplay breakdown. We're going to get some Kirby, right? The game's coming out soon. But what, what could surprise us? Um, first one I'm going to go with, Pokemon Legends Arceus DLC. I think that the, this game took the world by storm. I think this is, the, this is the best press that Game Freak has ever had. <laughs> in a in a social media era you know the, the the pokemon fan base is never pleased there's always always 
Reddit threads of controversy as the why the game was you know didn't go in this direction and how low effort it is and how what we really want is the is the Skyrim or the Breath of the Wild of Pokemon and, and this is the closest it's ever come. Um, so I, I think this is a good time for them to take advantage of that. And if they had DLC in the works, show it off now. This is the time to this is the time to get it in front of people's faces and let them know that hey, you guys love this game. There's more to come. Even if you can't show us much, announce it. Uh, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but I, I could I could see them going with some uh, some DLC for Pokemon Legends. That's pretty intriguing to me because it, it makes a ton of sense to capitalize on the hype and all the goodwill that this game has generated. I mean, when you and Tim stream this game, like we get some really good engagement on it. I'm, I've never played a Pokemon game in my in life, and I've got to sit in the chat and see what's going on. There's something about it that is very attractive. So on the flip side, I find it, oh man, this game just came out. Are they going to go there already? It's Nintendo. They could, they could definitely not go there. They might not announce the Legends Arceus DLC until 2025. Who knows? They did that with Mario Party one time. <laughs> the game was out for like three years, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, here's some Mario Party DLC. What? So who knows? It's Nintendo. They, they are... They do things their own way. They march to the beat of a different drum, my friend. Sure do. All right, all right. I don't like this at all, but my number one here. So I'm going to preface this, as I said to John Pre-Show. My Nintendo predictions are not going to be like what they would be for Xbox or PlayStation, where they're very specific, very in-depth. These are more high-level overview stuff. Um, I hope I'm right on a few, and I hope I'm wrong on a few. So number one, we get no news on the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Take it back. Nothing. Take it back. Nothing. Take it back. Take it back. Why would you say that? Why would you put that out there? Why here's do you why. just take it back? Here, here's why. It's reverse psychology, my friend. Because every time I predict something I want, I get the opposite. That's not true. Star Wars Eclipse, you nailed that. Come on. Predict all right, it. All right. Come on. That's fair. Have a spine. <laughs> I, I told you I didn't like it. So I hope I'm wrong. I think we get nothing tomorrow. But you know what? It's 40 minutes. It's 40 minutes. It's so again, I I wouldn't bet I wouldn't, you know, hold a $20 bill in my hand and say let's bet we're going to get something tomorrow. I just hope we do. I just really hope we do and I could see it. So I'm 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 close I'm I'm further from you where I wouldn't I wouldn't bet that we don't see it. I could see it happening. Um man, just please give me a title. Give me a title. I don't care. Just show me a little show me a splash screen of a, a a quick overview of Hyrule. Don't even show me gameplay whatever. Show me a title. Give me something. Just just feed John, me a, feed me a little bit. I I will bet my purple that looks like blue dual sense that screen. we get nothing. Just kidding, not doing that. That's crazy. Oh, just a quick note. I'm so I'm I'm packing up and moving. I noticed that I haven't been playing my PS5 because I've just been playing my Switch and I didn't want to commit to anything and also half my house is in boxes and stuff like that. So, what I was doing with my my blue dual sense that's right over my shoulder on the shelf right there, I would just be up in the office working and I would have it on my desk looking at it and then I would go downstairs for the day and I would bring it downstairs and set it on my coffee table and look at it and I'm like I'm like I haven't turned this controller on and paired it to my PS5 yet, and I've had it for almost a week. I'm just bringing it up and downstairs because like, I'm not playing the game, but I just want it around because it looks so cool. And then, you know what? I just put it back in the box. I'm like, you know, that's going to be... that's gonna when I, when I move into the new place, I sit down, I finally play for, uh, Horizon Forbidden Forbidden West. I'm going to break out the new DualSense. I haven't played a single minute with it yet. It's not, it has never even been... I don't even know if it turns on. Might be a, might be a lemon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this guy over here. Here's John. He's going... All right, going upstairs, going to my work meeting. Dude, it's... Here, put that there, yep. 
Not even kidding. Like I, I, I wrap up for the workday. I grab my water bottle. I grab my iPad. Got my phone. Make sure I got some headphones to head downstairs. And I grab the controller too. I'm like, what am I doing? It's not even paired to my PlayStation. Uh, so silly. Oh, John. Yep. Look at this guy over here. He's so cheeky. All right. What's your next prediction? Uh, Game Boy games coming to Nintendo Online. Give us Game Boy and hopefully Game Boy Color. Just expand Nintendo Switch Online. We, we've been asking for a virtual console. They've given us breadcrumbs. They've you know taken, what, 2017? So f- five years to just slowly give us stuff of the virtual console. G- give me some original Game Boy games. Let me play the OG Pokemon games on here. Like, let me let me have it. Play Tetris. Come on, Game Boy. Switch online. That's that's my that's my next one. That's what I want. Do they increase the price, J-Mac? Dude, if they, if they add Game Boy and increase the price, get out of here. Are you kidding me? I can... I can I don't understand, but I can follow their logic by increasing the price with N64. Terrible decision. I haven't even purchased it. I still have the, the, the lower tier. I haven't even played any of those N64 games. Um, but, oh my god, if they increase the price by adding Game Boy games, that would, be, that would be a nightmare. It's just a difficult conversation in value right now, right? Like, we, if we've beaten the, this drum to death that you've got Game Pass out there, Game Pass Ultimate, Xbox Live even, if you just need that, PlayStation's got some good stuff going on with PS Plus. Like it just doesn't compare when you try to get into that arena. So for me, that would be crazy if they increase the price on that. Uh, my my brother in law. So we we share a family plan. It's me, my sister, my brother in law, Lauren. We've got the four switches on there. We had the basic plan. My brother in law upgraded to whatever the the new plan is, and I'm like, dude, frankly, I'm not going to use it. Like. I'm sorry. It's just, I'm not going to get there. You, I, you do what you want, but for me, like, I'm just never going to use it. I don't know. Like if there's an N64 game I want to play, I have it. Like right. I'm going to break out the N64 and go do that. Yeah. I mean, I, if I, if I was, if I ever wanted to go and play Ocarina or something like that, I, I probably would, you know, just subscribe to the, 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 the higher tier plan just for the month or whatever. But um, yeah, I just don't play the, the virtual console games enough to, to pay for a subscription for that reason. I, I let my Nintendo subscription roll just because like, I'm stupid, I guess. It's just cheap enough where it's like, okay, I, I can justify it rolling because I might play online. You know, I might I might do some, I don't know, Mario Party online or Animal Crossing if I hop back in to visit someone's village and stuff like that. So uh, I've, I've kept that around. But yeah, I, I can't see them increasing the price if they add something like uh, Game Boy or Game Boy Color. Yeah, so, so help me. Uh, number two for me in terms of predictions I think we get, this is so vague, I think we get something Metroid tomorrow. That could mean a few things. Prime Trilogy. That could mean, that's my hope. I want the trilogy, I want to play through that. Me too. Who's never played through it. Same here, man. Uh, What's funny is I think a lot of times you see publishers dip their toe in the water to gauge interest for something. Case in point, Crash Bandicoot a few years ago. Let's remake the Insane Trilogy and see what the demand is. Oh my gosh, it's through the roof still. Let's go make Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, and that, all the way from the- and that game sold well. Let's take that studio and let's let them make Call of Duty games. Awesome. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Hopefully Microsoft writes the ship on that. Yeah. Um, they're Spyro. Tony Hawk. We've seen this with a lot of franchises. No doubt. Here, we get Metroid Dread. The, the first game in... First 2D Metroid game in a long time. Does very well critically, commercially backwards right because you have a new entry as opposed to the the remaster or the collection typically it's the collection first and then you get that 
though I think that did well enough that that's going to finally hopefully spur on the collection for people like me and John. If not, maybe also just just a tease, maybe even a title card for what Metroid 4 will be. But it's probably not coming for a long time still. Just my prediction there. Metroid Dread, by the way, a game I have not finished. I've, I've played four or five hours of it. I think it's about an eight-hour game. It's difficult. I'm not good at difficult games, but I'm going to get back to it. It's going to be a game I play, especially when we've got two kids running around and I need to run around with my OLED switch and be mobile. Yes. So, that's what I'm hoping. Okay, John, I'll take got? it. Uh, so for me, my, my next one is a uh, Wind Waker HD port from the Wii U. It's got to be one of the last remaining Wii U games that haven't been ported to the Switch, right? Um, and I didn't. I, I owned a Wii U for like ten days. I bought it off a friend, and I'm like, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't like this. That's than you owned a PS2. It is. It is longer than I owned a PS2. That's about forty five minutes. Um, and I'm like, I don't. I don't dig this. And I sold it to another friend who I think still has it. And I, it just wasn't for me. I wasn't digging the the form factor. The this tablet felt like a stupid Fisher Price tablet. It was. It was bad. Hated the Wii U. Um, so yeah, I, I've never played Twilight Princess. I'm sorry, not Twilight Princess. Um, Wind Waker. So I didn't own a GameCube either. So my, my my Nintendo lineage ended at N64. Kept going throughout handhelds. And my first Nintendo console since then was a. Uh, well, I had a Wii, but everyone had a Wii. It doesn't count. Uh, the Switch is when I really got back into to Nintendo. Um, so I missed a lot of those great GameCube games, and you know, I guess even great Wii U games. If if you if you want to admit some of those exist. Um, so yeah, I really would hope to see to see Wind Waker because that game just art style that just looks absolutely gorgeous, and it's something I think that I'd be really down for. Um, and they didn't do anything for the Zelda anniversary, which was last year, right? Wasn't it the twenty fifth of Zelda or thirty fifth? Thirty fifth, maybe. They they did. What did they release? I the the oh game the game and watch, and they do that like a little game and watch thing, and then uh, I don't know. They released a port, and I can't remember uh, what it is. That was was that Twilight Princess? Twilight Princess. Yeah, got it. So yeah, they didn't do anything for for the anniversary. That we would care about. I have it. I've played a portion of it. I, you know, just fell down the list again. Yes, uh, Zelda. John, there is a great, a great Wii U game. There's a lot of great Breath Wii U games. That's very true. Very true. It is a great Wii U game. Super Mario 3D World is incredible. What I, I slept in that game for so long. Just put like, like 50 yeah. hours into it uh, last month. So yeah, that was my pleasant surprise of last year. Yeah, in, in terms of having a game that just was. It feeling like it went nowhere just because of the Wii U mm-hmm. and you pick it up and you get it on Switch it's it's reinvigorated and I play it and I was like this is so much fun so good man. 3D Mario games this is man. what it like, was meant to be they're just they're just killer I, okay yeah your turn no oh, okay okay all right I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take that segue uh but number three Bayonetta 3 gets a date and it's soon it's soon what does soon mean I don't know that I would say May or June soon as in may or june okay okay uh that's, that's i have not played the first two by the way i, I won't play the three but, the, but. <laughs> i will play three yeah? i'm excited i tell myself i'm gonna go back and play one and two but you know how that goes those are on uh, switch right that yes yeah um, i thought they ported those i own the original bayonetta because it was a games with gold on xbox 360 that's up get about that they associate it with Nintendo for good reason, uh, but that is one I would. I'd love to go back and play that and get achievements. My gosh, maybe I'll play that on my Series X. Probably be uh, pretty, pretty, pretty of a, an uprez. Any any more predictions? Pie in the sky. Show me some more Mario. Oh, give me Mario. Give me another Mario game. It's been so long. I don't care if it's Mario Kart. I don't care if it's a two D Mario. I don't care if it's a you know. I would love another 
like kind of what they did with Breath of the Wild, and they, they've done a couple of times, like give me another game in the Mario Odyssey engine. Give me a Mario Odyssey 2. They did that with Galaxy and, you know, Galaxy and Galaxy 2. Those are the last like actual 3D Mario games to come out. You know, they did a one and two for that. And I think the turnaround time for those were like two years in between or something, something pretty short, I'm pretty sure. So, man, give me a Mario 3D something. Something Mario I 3D. I forgot Odyssey had a sequel, or not Odyssey. Galaxy, Galaxy, yeah, they did this. Yeah, they did it. So I mean, like they're doing it with Zelda, Breath of the Wild. I mean, like obviously the game needs plenty of work because it's uh, gonna be a big undertaking. But just give me, give me a little tease. Just give me, just give me, like close the show out, fade to black, but then have Cappy just go across the screen. Oh my gosh! You know, if you give me, I'm freaking out right now. If you give me Odyssey two specifically, oh. just as you described it, sign me up because Mario Odyssey is my favorite Mario game ever. Me too. I love the hell out of that game. It's so good. so much fun. Awesome. It's so charming. That New York, that tune. New Dog City. Oh, my God. <gasps> Killer. I love it. Absolute so chills. At E3, that that was the last time I was there was the year that was announced. And um, it was all over, obviously, Nintendo's booth. That's all it was, was Odyssey. Yep. And that song played repeatedly. And I'm pretty sure it was in my head from then until release time in Dude, October. Dude, I, I went so to... Uh, so I go to New York often. I, my, my wife and I, we go to baseball games. My brother and I go to baseball games too. So I'm, I'm usually in New York at least once a summer, sometimes twice a summer. And the, the Nintendo store is always like one of my main attractions. There's my Nintendo New York water bottle. Every time I go there, I spend way too much money. But also spend way too much time in there. And I was there the year Odyssey came out. And that, and that story was... That story was just full of like new dong city stuff like they built like a you know like a new dong city little section there that song was that song was pumping they had this huge screen upstairs which, which they always have that was just you know the mario odyssey uh, uh trailer on repeat so like the vibes man nintendo new york is just super super cool if you haven't been there you gotta get there courtney is that true tell us in the comments oh yeah uh, it's true she <laughs> yeah she'll, she'll vouch for both way too much time spent way too much money spent 100 <laughs> percent so that's where I was going. I don't have a prediction written down for number four, but I was going to go into something, Mario. We've got to get something. Man, sign me up yesterday if it's got anything to do with a new 3D Mario, and especially if it is tied to Odyssey, because that would be a beautiful thing. Yeah, that, I think that one's a bit of a reach, but man, like Mario Kart is so overdue. I don't think so. I, I, th- I, don't, I don't think it's... Yeah. I don't know, man. It, we'll see. It's 2017. You want to know why I say it's a bit of a reach? Because Why? because we all really want it. <laughs> I just don't think <laughs> Nintendo just is like, oh, they really want this. Let's pivot for like, no. let's pivot for like a decade. Like let's like let's like pivot for a decade. Do something different that they didn't ask for. But like we know they want this, and like maybe maybe eventually we'll give it to them. Like that's what they do, and that's, they're good at it. And we still buy it, and I still spend hours in the stupid Nintendo store. Uh, like J Mac just said in the chat, we're giving Nintendo too much credit. They're just so weird, man. They're just so weird. They have they obviously have a method to their madness. They know what's going on. Like they they're doing something right. Besides the Wii U, but yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, J J Mac. I think Metroid Dread was like 15 years, if not a little bit more. But yeah, it, it was it was a long time. I they do that. They hook you. They create this addiction. Weird, you need it, but you don't decisions. get it for a while. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Weird decisions for sure. Uh, but hey, hopefully we have an epic day tomorrow, and then maybe we've got to record another episode. Just saying. We'll have to talk about a lot of Nintendo things in the near future. That is what we've got for our predictions. We want to hear yours. Get in the chat at twitch.tv. Also, uh, at youtube.com slash geekiverse. We'd love to hear from you, as well as all social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
about to wrap up this episode of Busy Sticks. If you haven't already, go back and watch our episode two episodes ago. We were able to record with Greg Miller from Kind of Funny Games. We all we had a live show on Kind of Funny's Twitch, which was just a dream come true for John and I. You can watch that full episode or listen to it wherever you download podcasts. John, where can people find you on social media? And anything to tease for the Geekiverse. Yeah, you can find me on social media at Disruptoid, just about every platform. Um, where you can also find the Geekiverse is on TikTok. That has been that has been fun. Uh, it's been growing slowly, just like TikTok. You know the, the the rules of TikTok. The videos are doing well, but the 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 followers and the engagement are down. People people watch TikToks, but they don't like like them and they don't comment or follow the user. They just continue scrolling. So we've gotten some good exposure and people are seeing our videos. Uh, but we just need we need some more followers. You know, hang out on TikTok with us. I'm just like if I. I see something in gaming or in like in you know in the in in the news or whatever i'm posting like a quick reaction to it i'm having josiah josiah show me uh his, his purple controller and i'm making fun of what he's wearing so it's a it's a fun time over there on tiktok we might even start to you know do some more collaborative stuff so it's been fun the geekiverse on tiktok thank you uh hockey man in the chat for for adding us on tiktok um and i'm gonna start i'm gonna consistently start asking the question of the week there too we've we, we forgot to ask it anywhere this week so you can you can uh you can find it there but I uh, appreciate all the all the love and support that we have had there. It's been fun. TikTok is a, a relatively, would you say, untapped market for us, John? Ooh. Oh, come on! I like that one. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. You, you, you have to boo a dad joke. I mean, it, was, it, was, it was great. It's my brand, and I will die by it. So, uh, untapped, we mentioned. If Download the app. You can... Yeah, I don't I'm change I, my username on there. I don't know if you, know? you can find them. I, I was just trying to search the. You, we'll, we'll we'll just make sure at every episode of Busy Six, we'll, we'll make sure we have the we'll have the both of our our uh, our playlists. I almost said um, our our lists. <laughs> I mean, it's a playlist, right? Uh, we'll have them both in the description, so we'll, we'll make sure we link those, and I'm sure we can do it in the podcast description as well. So we'll we'll keep the links out there. I don't think Untapped lets you search for people's uh, lists. Hundred percent. Um, it's fun, you know. We we chronicle every beer that we try in general john and i do but uh to to add it to what we love in video games it just makes sense man video games and beer damn it so on social media playstation xbox twitter you can find me i am brosiah would love to play you in some chell if you're sticking around on twitch in about a half hour to 45 minutes i'm going to be playing tim tells tim talbot in nhl 22 on playstation 5 you can come cheer me on boo him for sure uh it's gonna get ugly for, for him. one of us probably <laughs> for him thank you for having my back puppy oh yeah i mean that's an easy one i know what i'm putting my and... money on in fan duel tonight <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm gonna go with the vegas golden knights got the roster update We've got jack eichel got jackie boy i'm ready to tear it up whoa there. whoa challenge flag he's not active challenge flag false he is in a not he's in a contact jersey now at practice Under, saw that he's not active he's not playing he's not actually on their roster Okay, we got to figure out how we logistics. We'll see. You, Baba Yaga, you, you beautiful son of a gun. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on Busy Sticks. We love video games. We love beer. We love talking to you, the community. We've had so much fun in the short period of time since we launched our brand new Twitch profile, twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Every time we do anything, pre-show, during the show, post-show, we are streaming live to you. What would help us if we could so formally ask we need some followers. We've got to get to a certain number before we can become an official Twitch partner. And we are almost there. Just a few more away. If we could have you tell one friend about us, 
If they've got a Twitch profile, send them the link. We'd be eternally grateful for that engagement. It's fun to see the numbers go up every week. It's fun to see the chat where it's at. Thanks to our moderators. Uh, man, just good times all around for the Geekiverse coming up. If you like this shirt, by the way, if you're watching the video version, that's game day. Go check out our friends over at 26shirts.com. For John, for Josiah. We had a good time here at Busy Sticks. We'll catch you all soon. Have a wonderful evening.